This is Limitless Spirit, a practical, inspirational, and thought-provoking weekly podcast about the impact of faith and Christian identity in today's world. And now here's your host, champion of Jesus and people who love him, world traveler and co-founder of World Missions Alliance, Helen Todd. Welcome to the Limitless Spirit podcast. Today we continue our conversation about living a life of destiny versus a life of faith. It's a bittersweet day today. I lost a friend whom I have known for 21 years. He has made over 50 mission trips with World Missions Alliance. He funded them through his windshield repair business, and he called it his tent-making business, but his true identity was in winning souls to Christ in the nations. He did it with such passion in countries like China and Iraq, Romania and Russia, and many other world's hotspots. He was 78 years old. A few years ago, he suffered a stroke that took away his strength and mobility, but it wasn't the cause of his death. His wife, Helen, told me, I think he died of a broken heart because he couldn't travel with the gospel message anymore. My friend Wiley is in eternity with Christ today, and I know for fact that he was welcomed with the words, well done, good and faithful servant. I think his welcome gift was the revelation of how many lives he brought to eternity through his selfless and tireless mission work. This is why this conversation is so relevant to every single one of us, because none of us knows when we're going to enter eternity. In the previous episode, we looked at the story of three people whose lives were predetermined by God to cross 50 years prior and what happened when each one of them stepped into their destiny. The story begins in the early 70s when each one of the participants was still a teenager. If you haven't listened to episode 8 or just need your memory refreshed, the people involved are a 16-year-old boy named Tong from the Hmong minority tribe in Laos who joined the guerrilla forces helping the United States to fight the communist regime. An 18-year-old American soldier who was dropped off in Vietnam with minimal training. And a teenage girl whose only exposure to the war was a book about the killing fields in Cambodia, and it stirred her heart with a deep compassion for all the people involved in that conflict. A teenage girl was named Lori. In uh, episode 8, we heard how Vietnam War veteran Billy met Lieutenant Tong. But today we will talk to Lori who lives in Michigan and as is an artist and a sheep farmer, but her true passion is sharing the gospel with the people in her own community and around the world. So the story starts over 40 years ago. And what were your thoughts about the war in Vietnam and in that part of the world? Uh, I graduated from high school in 1975. So some of the brothers of my friends that were a little bit older had been drafted and were in, in that war, but I was in high school. And so just, you know, not quite involved enough. It didn't affect my family directly, but of course it did have an impact. I remember when the book came out called the killing fields, and I don't remember what year that was published, but I read that book and I'm thinking back now so many years later that I didn't realize that deep in my spirit, that book had affected me so greatly until 
God told me to go to Thailand and sent me to World Missions Alliance to do that. And now, even as we're talking, I remembered that book. What was in that book specifically that made such a deep impact on you? Oh, the horror. It was so horrifying. And, you know, I remember about the rice patties and just the different scenes that were described in it. And we have a Thai restaurant here in our town that has a huge mural on the back wall of a photograph, this blown up photograph of the rice patties. And honestly, it's hitting me now that when God specifically said, go to Thailand, I did not want to go. And I put off acknowledging that that was what he really wanted me to do. And I think that part of that was I had that memory, that whole Vietnam the Viet Cong, the things that I had read, not experienced, you know, firsthand or secondhand through family so much, but that book really impacted me. And I think that my conversations with the Lord a year ago, that there was something deep in my heart. You know, when we talk in the spirit and we're talking to him, he knows our heart so well that we don't even know. We have memories in our heart that we don't have any idea. And I asked him, you know, where do you want me to go next year? And he clearly said Thailand. And it shocked me because there was never anything in my soul that would ever have wanted to go to that part of the world. When I was 18, the lieutenant would have been, he's two years younger than me. So he would have been 16. So he was actually in that army, I think at a younger age than what we can imagine. Well, and it's interesting because he, we assumed that he was fighting on the side of the communists, but he actually was not because he is the Hmong minority. And uh, the Hmong minority in, in Laos was actually helping the United States to fight against the communists. Right. So this is why he had to flee from Thailand, from Laos to Thailand uh, right. at the end of that conflict. So I'm glad you caught his age because I, I wasn't sure. I figured he was about that age, but I didn't know exactly how old he was. But that's incredible. So he was just 16 years old. You were 18 years old. Do you remember having any, I have not read the book that you're referring to, but I, so I don't know what perspective it brought, but did you feel having any negative feelings towards the people there, like viewing them as enemies or more as um, compassion and, and oh, pity? Oh no, compassion. You know, obviously the Viet Cong was the enemy. And so the scenes that, I mean, I would have to, I don't even want to reread the book, but I, I believe it was a compassion that must have been so deeply rooted at that young age I was at that the Lord brought me to this year. You know, it's really odd for me to be talking to you about this because now I'm seeing that full circle of things that I mean, imagine from 1975 to 2019, all of a sudden I meet Billy on the trip. Then when the clinic was set up, Billy came right to me and he said, Lori, I want you to meet the lieutenant. And so and I'm like, OK, so he, and he took me right. And why me? You know, why did he call me out and say, come, I want you to meet him? If Billy hadn't done that, it could have been that that whole day I would have not had a conversation with lieutenant that day. So there, God was working some very interesting, uh, he was really weaving a tapestry of all of us that day. But that tapestry stretches back. 50, how many, how many years did you say that was? <laughs> well, let's see. It's close to 50 years. Yes, it's incredible. But this is exactly the point that came across my mind that 
we may forget these experiences and thoughts and things and how God brings fruit out of them years later. And 50 years for us sounds like a very long time, but in God's timeline, it's but a blink. Yeah. Billy had asked the lieutenant if he knew Jesus. And he said, yes, I know about your Jesus. And then, then he asked him, well, about Buddha, tell us about Buddha. And, and then he kind of said, I think what he asked him was, what do you believe what happens when you die? And the lieutenant pointed to the ground and said, you go in the ground. And he says, well, what about Buddha? And he said, Buddha is in the ground. And so Billy was trying to say to him, well, we have God in, in heaven that we can go to heaven. We don't just go in the ground. We go to heaven. We live eternally. And the lieutenant was very polite. He was just kind of nodding and listening. And so then I, you know, we both were kind of interjecting about the importance of Jesus in that process of being able to go to heaven. And I'll never forget what he did is he said, I don't feel Buddha and I don't feel your Jesus. So I take Buddha. And at that point, he walked away from us. Lieutenant Tong continued to linger around the clinic, even after his checkup. He talked to us and shared an interesting experience he had during his service when he was assisting in a medical clinic that had just received the shipment of much-anticipated medication. A young American doctor exclaimed, Jesus sent us this medicine, while the other said, Jesus had nothing to do with it, I ordered it. Lieutenant told us that this conversation stuck with him for the rest of his life. How do I know which one of them was right, he asked us. At that moment, Lori offered to pray for his back pain, and he experienced an instant relief. This was the answer to his question, and he accepted Jesus into his heart that very moment. And I thank you, Jesus, for healing his back. And all of a sudden, Lieutenant, it was it was like we didn't have to lead him in a prayer. What he did is he looked up in the sky and he said, I take Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for healing my back. I want you to be in my heart. So he was talking directly to Jesus. And that's when he got that moment. He got saved and healed at the same moment, which just reminded me of the atonement, that the promises for healing and salvation were what Jesus did, not only, you know, with his stripes, by his stripes, you are healed and, you and know, saved. And saved. <laughs> so, so I, it was like, I went all the way to Thailand to see a manifestation of not of salvation and healing at once together, the atonement. And I was so incredibly blessed and, and tears and it was just so absolutely beautiful that I'll never forget that. I will never forget that moment, seeing his face look up and he talking directly to Jesus and said, I take Jesus. And that was, that's why God sent me. You know, that's why that whole team that God handpicks those teams, as you know, and it was just, yes. he wove all of us. I didn't even realize till we were talking this morning that he wove our paths into that experience too. So my heart cry when I walk and talk to the Lord, there was something in me that was saying, send me to Thailand. <laughs> the good thing is that we don't speak English when we speak to the Lord. So. Right, anyway. right. And God preordained all this for you and you didn't know what was going to happen in the end of this trip, but he did. Absolutely. And, and I think that's why, you know, when God compels us to do anything at all, all that is required 
required of us is our obedience. It's not required for us to understand, to know the why, to know the what, to know the how. All is required is to say yes. Right. And it's more fun that way, isn't it? I, You know, it's like these little presents he gives us. It's like, I believe that I was as blessed as Lieutenant was. You know, I mean, I just, I like I said, I'll never forget seeing him look up and he received healing and salvation. And we're blessed. You know, we're blessed when we get to bless others through the Holy Spirit. It's just awesome. It's it's uh, That's very true. Yeah. Very true. But as that day went on and, and, I, and I stood back and I, I listened to how Lieutenant was saying that he was, um, when the medicines came into their camp to the medics, the Christian, the believer had told him that Jesus sent those medicines. Do you remember that part of the conversation? Yes. yes. Yeah. And then when he said, but then the, the pharmacist came in and said, no, that's not from Jesus. I ordered the medicines. And all of a sudden it was like, oh my gosh, the enemy stole lieutenant from jesus that day at that moment because you could tell from his face when he spoke that out that that that's really i think what happened it was like the enemy stole him away from jesus that many years ago so one of the things i asked the lord before i committed and really said okay i'm going to thailand and and myself me myself and i did not want to go to thailand but i knew the lord wanted me to and i asked him one day i said why are you sending me and he said because I know that when I send you across the world, even if it's for one person, that you will do it. And so that day later, after everything happened and was set up that day by the Lord, that was what he reminded me of. The biggest difference between a life of faith and a life of destiny are moments like this, when we still have our feet on this earth, but we get to touch eternity. I find it interesting that each one of these people was an unwilling participant. The lieutenant wanted the benefits of the clinic, but he did not want to hear about Jesus. Billy and Lori had no desire to travel to Thailand. Each one of them, however, responded with obedience when Jesus called, and what a beautiful moment this obedience created. Ultimately, to take us from a life of fate to a life of destiny, there is only one step that we have to take, and it's the step of unconditional obedience to whatever Jesus is calling us to. Tune in for the upcoming episodes. Among the future guests, we have Dr. Gary Chapman, the author of the famous book, Five Languages of Love, and his most recent book is called Building Love Together in Blended Families. We will talk about the key ingredients of building successful relationships. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Limitless Spirit with Helen Todd, produced by World Missions Alliance. Are you ready to step out of your comfort zone? Do you have a passion to help people and share your faith across the globe? Visit our website, rfwma.org, and get involved in the Great Commission through short-term missions. We hope you'll leave a review and check out other episodes. We'll be with you in a week on our next episode of Limitless Spirit.